suppose this evening won't be too too much more too many more words uh, coming out of very verbal engaged activated situations I imagine in your lives and traveling and getting the protocols around this particular situation so maybe the first thing we should uh, bring together is just uh, you know, the theme of the retreat and this rather kind of poetic title love is the breath of life life what is life <laughs> life our vitality our energies our aspirations our values a sense of what keeps us alive what keeps us willing to be here creative you know what's worth living for <laughs> and then how do you really breathe that you know what does that mean you're breathing from the outside bring it in what's inside you bring it out it's connected you know, externally internally it's connected you know, the values you're sensing in yourself you're able to live them out you know, what's happening around you you're able to bring it in reflect upon it clean it purify it you know, whatever be nourished by it it out yeah this is really this is what to me love is about yeah, yeah. A sense of this connection uh, connection of value which is kind of what we're doing here just by coming here and being here together right yeah it's a sangha it's a community it's a connection of value yeah. and as a, as a beautiful occasion to participate in gathering together yeah. gathering together and being strengthened and encouraged by that So though we use the word meditation, it's quite common. I'm not really going to quarrel with that too much, but um, it's, it has certain problems with that. You know, we think meditation can be so in, internal, <laughs> you know, to the point in which you know, it can, can get a bit obsessive sometimes. Mm. And the Buddha referred to uh, cultivation, bhavana bringing into being that which is fruitful leads to the end of suffering for oneself and others and that's that's a bit more complete I think So for this particular occasion, we're going to use the frame of the ethical framework. You know, basically that is cultivation. It's always a sense of uh, 
Buddhism basically you've got the inner what we call inner qualities, energies, aspirations, heart qualities, and we might say qualities that reach out externally, and this is to do with behaviour and ethics, and uh, bringing the two together. So ethical practice is uh, you know bringing forth into the world values. Uh, uh, that are honouring, life-enhancing, uh, dignifying, uh, freeing people from harm and violence, making, bringing safety and friendship into the world, simplifying, putting out the fires of passion and greed, hatred and uh, jealousy. So. Uh, these are not remote ideas, but uh, I think the aim of retreat is to actually bring these right up to the forefront. Mm. You know, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure we all have ethical. It's normal. Ethical conscience of concern, uh, but in a retreat situation, you just bring these right up to the forefront, and you contemplate them, and you don't just follow them but you also get the heart feeling it's not just the rules and laws which we get plenty of you know you get society's full of it values that you that you are worth living for <laughs> And so we, here we're using this eight precept form. It's very, it's very full actually. It's quite, quite a strong statement. But if you're couched in terms of making an effort, you know, making an effort to undertake, to try, to aspire, because something they contain, they delineate something quite precious. First precept delineates the quality of harmlessness. Even that sounds like something we're not doing, which it is. But uh, what does it take, you know, to you know see creatures you don't particularly like, like bugs and worms or something or the other, and really not harm or wish to harm or avoid ways in which you could harm them and have that to the forefront of your way in which you relate to other other living forms, other life forms. Your first reference point is not you know, whether you like it or whatever, but just this creature that feels pain and doesn't want to die. How can I, you know, carry that value of no need, no creature, no person need fear me. Mm. Again, this is very verbal. We're really trying to get a, a, a heart feeling for that strong but firm quality of love. It's not sentimental. Mm. So we can 
meditate is to bring that internally. Is it valuable? Second precept, or second ethical training, or mindfulness of ethics. Mm. Two, not take anything that isn't coming freely. Just take what is needed. You know, to just that which comes to you. Uh, and beginning to recognise that perhaps the, some of the most important things like air, <laughs> breath, <laughs> you know, climate happen naturally and we are recipients of great gift of life and most of the things that we can buy will not improve that so a sense of gratitude comes with that contentment and gratitude with uh, just enough actually don't want more than enough I don't want more than enough because I've got more than enough what do I do with it? (laughs) taking that which is not given and you can apply that to um, even taking out other people's attention or time sharing being someone who's happy to share rather than take and feel that then you just start to feel pretty rich the precept in refrain just managing sexual energy uh, ongoing value so we all got here, got born because of sexual energy, so okay, that's fine. <laughs> but when you consider the amount of damage that gets done, you know, rape, uh, sexual abuse, sexual misconduct, betrayal to other people, and the way it starts to take over people's minds, bodies, it's a powerful force that we can't uh, take lightly and we can train it, cultivate it. And this does become, through this uh, restraint, sexual restraint, you can use this energy, can begin to permeate the body in ways that are more long-term where sexuality tends to flare in bursts uh, it's bodily energy when it's properly cultivated just steadily suffuses and it becomes a, a gentle warmth mm, which is uh, instead of depleting actually nourishes and feeds the body mm, and of course it doesn't negate a sense of affection or respect or enjoyment of other people actually makes it a lot 
in a safer, steadier, uh, and so forth. So normally in day, you know, every every day, this is the five precepts to have a sense of loyalty and preciousness of that energy. In the retreat situation, there's no particular recording taking a step further. This means everybody can feel very safe. We've got one aim in mind, and this is not the aim of being together here. So, keeps it straight. Fourth precept, refraining from speech that has certain harmful characteristics to it. One is the actual telling of deceit with the intention to you know, <laughs> manipulate people with wrong, with harmful speech, uh, through deceit, gossip, uh, harsh speech, cursing, backbiting, slander, uh, and uh, insinuations of various kinds, sniping, you know, crabby remarks. Bit of insults, <laughs> stereotyping, bad mouthing. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's it's a incredible uh, quality speech, and just also just careless chatter with no purpose to it apart from just to discharge someone's own agitation. So a retreat situation makes this all almost too simple. You know, to actually just shut up. <laughs> It's not really a final solution, though, because you that's not quite, you know, because it doesn't actually necessarily insightfully, but the idea is that we, certainly there'll be thoughts. <laughs> and naturally, you know, thoughts and speech are the same thing. Yeah, so if we contemplate the way we're thinking and start to, you know, train the thinking mind to just direct, place attention here, and listen a lot. That's a very fundamental tool for meditation. Vitaka vichara. Vitaka vichara. Vitaka placing with a thought. What's that? And then vichara, listening. Oh, it's uh, receiving. Vitaka is the receptive, the active, vichara the receptive. So when you're doing this in medit- in formal meditation, it's okay. And body, how's that? Oh, body, body, right. <laughs> Forget, you know, it takes a time because you just go say, they're not now, and we've done now. Yes, I did switch that off before I left the house, and. You know, things we come up with our lists of things we thought we needed to do, and just in, just take it, you know, enough, just disengage, disengage enough, you know. And it's not a, not a hatchet; it's a careful acknowledgement of the, you know, everybody's in a kind of continuum of many many things happening, and so that's enough. Thank you, thank you, enough. Just place it, a simple place, body sitting. And then listen a lot. How is that? How is that? That's a great training because you know, think a little and listen a lot. 
you know, it's like say say just a little and listen a lot. And generally, what happens in daily life is talk a lot, don't listen at all. <laughs> you turn it around, you know, and it's just so you're training your speech, and then how is really necessary, and you start to weed out the kind of irritation or the you know the moodiness because it's always the problem it's it's the emotion behind it emotion behind it that's the issue frenzy or the agitation or the negativity or whatever the purifying speech by one of the main aims of meditation Um, precept against uh, alcohol and narcotics and so forth pretty obvious really and here we'd make it absolutely not just the one glass of sherry but zilch, nil, nada, nothing (laughs) and uh, you know it's it's a sharp line but that makes it easy because if you don't say well sort sort of only a little bit well it's better to say no. <laughs> then you don't have to kind of calculate how much a little bit is, <laughs> and then you kind of uh, realize just the amount of damage this this substance does alcohol in a society, and it's all legal. And the amount of damage that does through not just just being straight, you don't actually need it. Uh, and it's uh, it's a poison, <laughs> and it uh, it doesn't improve anything. It's a, just a social relaxer, I guess. But if you cultivate uh, internally, you can get some pretty nice relaxation going <laughs> in meditation. <laughs> you, don't, you don't need a <laughs> It's just free too, <laughs> and you can drive with it. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> then we get into the renunciation. So this is really ethical stuff. The renunciation, last three to retreat are the renunciation ones. Of course, this is kind of like this isn't the usual. Obviously, there's a degree of renunciation, but this is, these are just really about um, trimming and uh, becoming more one-pointed. So, renunciation essentially is you separating what what you need, what's absolutely necessary, useful, necessary, needed from what's habitual or what's desirable or so forth. So we start with just trying to make an effort to take our food, our nourishment, just taking that, using a morning for that. I know it's a bit challenging, sometimes your system kind of starts to whine, and belly starts groaning and muttering. <laughs> Where's my dinner? (laughs) (laughs) But I like to think also, well, (laughs) 
you know, there's a lot of people in the world are starving to death. I think I can manage this. <laughs> and if, if curbing my input, <laughs> you know, means it's lightening the load of uh, what the planet has to provide for me, that makes me feel good. You know, I'm just taking just, just what I need to get through. <laughs> and if it's a bit uncomfortable, I could, yeah, it's not going to kill me. Yeah. And it kind of, you know, so we've got this thing about this midday stuff. So it's just arbitrary, really, but we use that. That's a kind of traditional thing. But certainly, I do recommend um, just seeing how much food is for social entertainment and so forth. We're in a situation where actually, you know, that wants to come out of the earth and the planet generally means other animals are getting destroyed so we can take more you know to grow our own food or we're actually eating the other eating the creatures <laughs> without asking them <laughs> you might <laughs> you know that's a bit uh, of an assumption isn't it you right to eat creatures when they eat us you know, oh. <laughs> I don't like it at all. <laughs> it's deep, deeply atrocious, you know. And you know, person gets eaten by, eaten by a shark. Oh no, we we kill a hundred million sharks a year. Oh, no problem with that. <laughs> Can you believe it? You know, <laughs> it's like, you know, where's the truthfulness in that? <laughs> How can you take so much? Take so much more than you know. As a species, take so much of the Earth's resources, and without you know, and other animal creatures living on it. This is some kind of right. So we we eat. We have to eat. But you're trying to really generate. A culture and the body will come round, you know. I know I don't totally easy for me. And another benefit from meditation is that you just it's nice to have it keeps your energy pretty steady. So you know because with food, food both requires energy to feed to digest it and you get the you know and then with a, if, you, if you train yourself you can go through that after the meal then you get that kind of sense of energy is pretty steady into the evening so I'd encourage working with that um, what next? so entertainments and uh, beautification adornment this is just again it's about a kind of honesty you know so what's entertainment about what's that need is is the mind so bereft of its of wealth that it's got to do sudoku (laughs) 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 you know like (laughs) you know the things that you do that people do Uh, I was sitting on the plane and just noticing the woman sitting on the seat next to me there was not a moment she was not playing a game on her phone to get you know one hour in the in the air without this constant playing 
games on the phone he seemed a reasonable person but just that <laughs> you know not evil but just like you can't just sit there you know what's that what happens if you switch it all off do you go uh, start getting twitchy or I guess it's sometimes you've got the kind of worries and doubts come up so you have something to take that away yeah well you need to look at that if that's the case because uh, you know if, they, if these entertainments are like painkillers they run out <laughs> and then you have to deal with the restlessness or the self-aversion or sadness or the dilemmas and sure you know we want to get to that you know and make an effort to so the mind the heart is a source of comfort joy clarity you know need stuff keep you going No, of course, uh, beautification, adornments. I mean, is it that bad? <laughs> you got a doll, you know. <laughs> like, I think bodies are really just—they're okay, you know. <laughs> I, I've come to terms with this, the various shapes and forms, but it, that we occur in terms of bodies—they're all—they're okay. I'm okay with it all, you know. And when you have to have kind of lumps of rock hanging off your ears or, <laughs> I don't, you know, <laughs> I don't get it really. <laughs> and things like that and, and perfumes, yeah, it's astonishing. Is it that bad? <laughs> So we kind of uh, pull this stuff aside and just go, okay, you know, it's it's like this, you know, it's just this, it's this, this, you know, like kind of hair sticking off one end of it, <laughs> and there it is, you know, it's not an issue, it's not something we're kind of waving in front of each other's eyes to get attracted to, just, it's just this, and uh, there's a certain kind of cleansing and a nice coolness when you're not getting all this delusions woven around a body. And then this kind of rather quaint um, language of refraining from high luxurious beds and how high is a bed <laughs> to be. <laughs> and I, I kind of, it's just the, the language it's a very ancient uh, training precept. This is from 500 BC or so. Um, I think the only person who had a bed at all was probably the king. <laughs> it was just lying on a mat on the floor. Uh, so it really means um, we're not just lolling. Uh, kind of, it's a certain sense of just taking rest when it's needed and uh, simplicity rather than just the place to kind of pour the duvet over and bury, which I admit is certainly an understandable instinct at times. <laughs> and so making an effort with uh, the need for rest, of which there is a need. And again, one of the, my 
encouragement is in meditation is meditation this is a, this is about rest the more one can kind of ratchet down mental activity you know and emotional stress then you know there's deeper less energy is getting used up uh, and we feel quite rested restful at ease uh, so making an effort with these these are the eight precepts and try to get a sense of the inner qualities of um, something precious in here that easily gets lost in uh, conventional framing of what life is about yeah conventional framing of what life is about it's about good job it's money go places do stuff buy stuff eat eat this go there da, da, da. a new king new gadget new thing new da, 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 da. and then da, 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 and then then you die <laughs> well that, that bit's left off <laughs> that bit of the message the frame is left off <laughs> it's just you retire you don't die you retire <laughs> and then we forget about it but uh, I say you know monks are people who live in the death zone <laughs> dying is our dying is our speciality <laughs> because it's eventually you know, so sometimes you come on retreat just kind of just bear in mind yeah you know let, let's be real bear in mind we're death dying it's the most obvious inevitable totally guaranteed uh, aspect of what happens we that we will have to be with are we cultivating that which is going to help us for that you know when this no longer works yeah yeah bits of it start really becoming non-functional yeah or gets mind goes strange dementia sen senility mm. uh, yeah we can't get through a day without some kind of medication are we and then this sense of having to leave it leave our belongings our possessions our partners that can be you know it's a pretty challenging thing and not to make so we'll feel depressed or miserable but just be realistic and are we the general unfortunately the way that life is framed doesn't really deal with this very well at all <laughs> you know it, it's the dialogue is a kind of tragic mistake <laughs> that we don't have happen well actually if you're realistic about it it's not a tragedy well you can make it a tragedy it's inevitability how do we sort of really okay you know embrace that or prepare or what can be really helpful is to have these values that you've generated and in all spiritual traditions as a sense of this something spirit heart soul whatever that doesn't die or you know when this tongue breaks down there's a something else of another nature can continue 
you know, where it, where it goes, if it goes, what it is. Yeah, we're standing on this. We don't know. We, we can speculate. We're on this side of it now, but generally that sense of when we say, well, actually, let's, we, you can access it now. That heart, chitta, is in the Buddhist language. Chitta, heart, awareness, spirit, soul, if you like. Uh, you can access it now, and it won't do you any harm. It will actually benefit you in this life. Yeah. And when this stuff starts to malfunction, You'll have resources to to deal with it, to not be um, oppressed by it, and to to leave this with some serenity, you know, which is yeah. So we we're living, we we take dying as part of our life frame, and if you reflect upon it. It is the inevitability. It's not inevitable. It's actually the rock-solid certainty. So that has to be then. You look from that position. You look back at what you're doing in your life, thinking, "Is you know, what are you doing that for?" <laughs> and uh, probably recognizing also that you know what you leave behind is what you've lived out and what other people pick up, isn't it? So your children, your friends, they, you've given them, you know, that they've picked up something. You continue in them or your values or what you've, you know, brought forth has been carried on. And then there's a beautiful sense of, you know, we're all contributing to the collective enhancement of the human being by living wisely and it's okay I've done my done enough with this thing done what I need to do with it great thank you very much and uh, you know bring forth something that other people can treasure and then that's enough you know I don't want to live forever you know it's been pretty messy wouldn't it <laughs> I don't even really want to know if I really want to go to heaven because there's all that playing harps and things that get on my nerves. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I guess you take your pick, or <laughs> if you want harps, you can do that. <laughs> So we just kind of really look at the retreat situation in terms of, okay, you know, this is a day in, in the life, in the real life. A day in the real life when I wake up in the morning and start to actually bring the values up, get the feeling for them, try to embody them, try to breathe into them so you're getting the benefit of them because breathing acts as a kind of a medium that carries heart potentials deeply into the somatic territory of the body and then the body gives the heart strength so it's not just principles or ideas of harmlessness but real felt experiences of the of the of the beauty and the the comfort of those um, qualities so um, Take leave this evening and wish you good night.
and uh, rest well. Hope to see you in the morning.